It's Wednesday, April 6th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky told the United Nations Security Council that Russia should be removed from the council or it should otherwise be dissolved. After warning that newly uncovered atrocities following the withdrawal of Russian forces near Kyiv could be worse than those in the city of Bucha, Mr. Zelensky said civilians were crushed by tanks and civilian cars in the middle of the road for fun, as well as raped and killed in front of their own children. Mr. Zelensky's speech came as the U.S. and European Union prepared to impose broad new packages of sanctions on Moscow, with Washington planning a ban on all investment in Russia and the European Commission proposing a ban on imports of Russian coal and sanctions on two of Russian President Vladimir Putin's daughters. The Security Council hasn't taken action because Moscow, as a permanent member, wields a veto that it has used to block binding resolutions on Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky told the council that Russia should be stripped of its seat to remove a source of war from blocking decisions about its own aggression. Back in the U.S., the Omicron BA.2 variant is increasing its share of U.S. cases and putting particular pressure on parts of the Northeast, where COVID-19 cases have ticked upward again from low levels. Recorded COVID-19 cases remain low nationally and hospitals are treating the smallest number of COVID-19 patients after any surge. Places where cases are rising, including New York, are reporting relatively small increases from recent troughs. The mixed signals are prompting officials to warn that BA.2 will likely lead to more viral transmission, but also hope among public health experts that warming weather and built-up immunity in the population are muting the variant's impact. There are certainly some big factors that are in our favor right now compared to the situation back in November and December, said Bruce Y. Lee, professor of health policy and management at the City University of New York's School of Public Health. The subvariant represented an estimated 72% of national cases by the weekend of April 2nd and around 84% in both New England and a region including New York and New Jersey. In other news, the Biden administration is planning to extend until the end of August a pause on federal student loan payments. Senior Biden administration officials have been grappling for months with whether to extend the moratorium and for how long. Susan Rice, director of the Domestic Policy Council, was among those who advocated for the latest extension. Payments and interest accrual have been paused for borrowers with federal student loans since March 13, 2020 at the start of the pandemic. The pause is currently scheduled to expire on May 1st, following a 90-day extension that was announced as cases of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 surged in December. Federal loans make up more than 90% of outstanding student debt and about 40 million people owe around $1.6 trillion in federal student debt. On Capitol Hill, Senate Republicans are pushing to include in a bipartisan deal on COVID-19 aid an amendment to reinstate a Trump-era pandemic border policy that the Biden administration ended, putting pressure on some Democrats to join their effort. Many Democrats have said the administration doesn't have a detailed plan in place to deal with the expected increase in migrants to the southern border in May when the administration plans to lift the border policy known as Title 42. The policy, which former President Donald Trump first introduced in March 2020 in response to COVID-19, allows the government to immediately turn away people who are arrested trying to enter the country illegally. 
The policy change is likely to result in a further rise in illegal border crossings as migrants who want to seek asylum will no longer be blocked from doing so. And Twitter tweeted Tuesday that it is indeed working on a way for users to edit their 280-character messages, although it says the project has nothing to do with the fact that edit function fan Elon Musk was just revealed as the company's largest shareholder and now sits on its board. Twitter said it will test the feature in its paid service, Twitter Blue, in the coming months. It said the test would help it learn what works, what doesn't, and what's possible. Twitter's vice president of consumer product, Jay Sullivan, tweeted Tuesday that an edit function has for years been Twitter's most requested new feature. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.